Welcome to the Woods, a podcast about the mysterious, the legendary, and the plain weird, because you never know what you're going to find in the woods. I'm Shazne. And I'm Sandy. And today we have a special guest with us. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm uh, Shazne and uh, Sandy's mom. <laughs> yeah, she's the one who emails us. <laughs> The only one who emails us. No, I'm just kidding. There's a few people that email us. Thank you. Yeah, thank you if you email us. (laughs) Brownie points to you. My name is Seema, and I'm very happy to be here. Great. (laughs) How was your guys' week? It was great. It was good. I mean, I didn't really do that much in terms of productivity, but um, I did see a lot of my friends, since, you know, I'm finally here. That's good. And not cooped up in a basement. This week was Christmas, so that was crazy because I worked like all freaking week except for Christmas Day. Um, yeah, I uh, went Boxing Day shopping with Seema. That was so much fun. Mm. I got Lush stuff because it was on a super good sale. Ooh. And I bought a new makeup palette because I really wanted one. Yeah, she got one. What about you, Sandy? I had quite an eventful Christmas. However, I can't get into it right now. But, um, I did get stuff I wanted. I got a yoga mat from Angela. Thanks, Angela. Ooh, sweet. Yeah, shout out to you. We love you. Um, what else did I get? Oh, I got the shirt I'm wearing. Thanks, Mom. It is so good. Olive green. Love it. Yeah. Oh, I like the the elbow. Yeah, I know. I look like I've graduated from Oxford or something. (laughs) Yeah. It's great. Also, like... I took one of these uh, sepracles, sepracles, whatever they're called, because I think I'm getting tonsillitis again, so my mouth is really numb, and I didn't think this through, <laughs> because I can't <laughs> feel myself talk, but that's okay. Huh. Seema, did you say you had presents for us? Oh, I did. Oh I my did. god, we have presents! Ah, Very late. Christmas isn't over! I mean, if you remember from last episode, it's not. Remember? Doesn't end until January 6th. Are you talking about my Christmas? Or like No, I'm talking no? about the 12 days of Christmas. Oh, oh yeah! Because we celebrate ours is on, on the 7th. Yeah. So oh, that. well, Christmas is actually a month-long um, experience. Gotta remember to actually buy candy for Three Kings Day. I always forget, and then like I'm putting candy in Ian's shoe like late, and like, oh, sorry. Oh my god, yeah, he'll probably won't notice, and then he'll just find a chocolate bar in his shoe in the middle of the day. That's what had happened last week, last year. I had this chocolate <laughs> bar. It was my chocolate bar, and I told him this is my chocolate bar, and then I forgot it was Three Kings Day, and I'm like, oh shit, so I put it in his shoe. And he's like, did you just put your chocolate bar in my shoe? And like, I'm trying. <laughs> do, you, do you want your presents or not? Yeah. <laughs> okay, great. Alright. Sandy, this is for Gangs Nights. Oh my god. I love yeah. snakes and ladders. Thank yeah. you. Oh so my god, we could turn into shots and ladders. Oh my god. Oh my god, we should. <laughs> okay, Jasmine, here you go. Oh my god, that's so dope. This is all I'm doing for the rest of my life. You have to use those paints, though. Dollar Rama paints. Fine. <laughs> Siva got me a... Well, personally, I love Tangled, the movie. You know, the Disney movie with the princess. Yeah, my fave. She got me a, like, coloring painting book. And there's over 50 pages of painting. And I'm going to paint every single one of them and put them all over my wall. You should. You know I will. Thank you, Seema. Yes, thank you. Oh. That was very nice. Merry late Christmas. And, and a happy new year. <laughs> <clears throat> Alright. Who's going to introduce the topic? Or should it be me since I'm doing the history? I don't even know the topic. 
Today we're winging it. <laughs> Great. No, um, should I just... Is yeah. it like... Okay, um, today we're doing a circus-themed Yeah, episode? it was... I don't know why we came up with it, but you know, I think it's a pretty good topic. It's just whatever circus-y Yes, circus-y, freak show-ish kind of stuff. We got a yeah. few different... We have two stories and the history of circuses mm-hmm. presented by Sandy. Yep. Alright. So... <clears throat> According to dictionary.com, a circus can be defined as a large public entertainment, typically presented in one or more large tents or in an outdoor or indoor arena featuring exhibitions of pageantry, uh, feats of skill, and performing animals. So if you're going by the technical definition, that's what dictionary.com as a circus is. There was also a bunch of other ones, but I thought that they were just rewording of this. It was all like performances in large tents. Like, that's basically what a circus is. Well, I like this one. Yeah, very technical. specific. Mm -hmm. Uh, The modern and commonly held idea of a circus is a big top tent with entertaining acts perform inside. However, the history of circuses is a little bit more complex than that, and historians are constantly arguing about the origins uh, revisions are constantly being done about the history due to the changing nature of historical research. For, man- for many historians, circus, hi- circus history begins with Philip Astley, uh, while others say it goes much back to Roman times. Um, so kind of like how last week we talked about you can't really pin down an origin. That's kind of what um, I felt from this. Mm-hmm. Um, so Philip Astley, I think that's how you pronounce his name, I don't know was born January of 1742 and died in January of 1814. He was an English equestrian, circus owner, and inventor. He is commonly regarded as being the father of the modern circus. He basically brought the experience of music, domesticated animals, acrobats, and clowns all together. This entertainment experience has roots in athletes' amphitheater, which is a riding school that he founded in London following the success of trick riding displays. So he didn't come up with trick riding, but he definitely popularized it. Uh, And in ancient Rome, the circus was a place for the exhibition of horses, chariot races, stage battles, and gladiatorial combat, which we all know about. But did they have tents? No, they had buildings. Um, The circus buildings were not circular, like we're used to. They were rectangular with, like, rounded edges, which I thought was funny. <laughs> kind of like your phone, I guess. Um, the lower seats were reserved for people of rank, and the circus was the only public event in ancient Rome where they allowed men and women to be together in one room. Huh. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting. A historian by the name of George Spite, Spite, I don't know how to pronounce his name. If you know, please email us. Uh, said that it's important to remember that while these performances may have taken place in great arenas that were called circuses, uh, they're not the same as the modern circuses we have now, which, like, obviously you're not going to a circus to watch a gladiatorial combat or to watch someone wrestle with a fucking lion. At least I don't want to go see someone mm, no. try to kill someone else. No, not really. Simo? No comment. Just kidding. No, <laughs> Just kidding, before you think. <laughs> no. Um, well, I mean, we, we watch 
that kind of stuff on TV now. You know, we have yeah, but I mean, and, well, exactly, like, blood and stuff. exactly. It's fake. I still find it entertaining. I mean, I wouldn't want to Do watch I? an actual murder. Well, that's the difference. I just thinking of the new Thor movie, like the Hulk. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, I personally love like one of my favorite horror series is The Purge, and mm-hmm. oh my god, yeah, <laughs> that, that's like my favorite. I love it. I love the TV show. I love all the movies. I don't care if it's ever overdone. I love them. I just like, but it I don't. I came up with that idea two years before the movie came out. Uh, so you should sue them. I should. I uh, wish I wrote it down. I don't think that's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, so I love watching movies like that. I but like. I love some of the weird ways that are that show in the movie how people are killing each other. But I don't actually want to see that. Like, I know it's fake. Yeah. I don't want to go watch someone actually kill someone. Yeah, like, like executions in, like, yeah. France and stuff. Like, how pe- it was, like, a public event. Like, people yeah. went. You know? It's so weird. People. Like, it's... Were they just super detached from, like, the thought of human life? Could be. Well, I mean, a lot of people then also, like, the belief of life after death was very, um, like, it was universal, whereas now I don't think it is. Also, we live in a very peaceful time. I disagree with that. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't say we live in a peaceful time, I'm just saying, like... Compared to... Yeah. I don't know. I don't think I'd compare the two that way, but, I mean... I mean, yeah, times have changed. We're not going to publicly execute someone. Mm-hmm. We have laws now. Not that they didn't have laws then. They did have laws. Very inhumane ones. I think I'm thankful for the laws that we have now. Yeah, there's some that I have a bit of, like, mm, with, but yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. <laughs> um, anyways. Ba-ba-bam. The first circus in Rome was the Circus Maximus. It was constructed during the monarchy and built completely from wood. After being rebuilt several times, the final version would be made of stone and I was kind of interesting how the Colosseum was not part of the circus of ancient Rome I've been there I know you have (laughs) do you have any I don't know information about the Roman Colosseum and circuses well the Roman Colosseum is very big yes and it looks nothing like you think it looks like okay because what you see in the movies and in textbooks and stuff is what it used to look like. Yeah. But now it looks completely different mm-hmm. because it's all fallen apart. Yeah. That's all. Oh, okay. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, the first American circus, um, a Scotsman named John Bill Ricketts brought the first modern circus to the United States. He began his... The- uh, the- I can't pronounce anything. Theoretical. Theatrical. For some reason I kept saying, like, I don't know, something else. Theoretical? Yeah. (laughs) He began his theatrical career uh, with Hughes Royal Circus in London and traveled from England in 1792 to establish the first circus in Philadelphia. The first circus building was opened on April 3rd, 1793, where Ricketts gave... America's first complete circus performance. George Washington attended a performance there later that season. And in Russia in 1919, uh, Lenin, the head of the USSR, expressed a wish for the circus to become the people's art form. So basically, Lenin 
wanted the circus to be on par with theater, opera, and the ballet. Uh, the USSR nationalized Russian circuses. Then in 1927, Moscow Circus School was established. Performers were trained using methods developed by the Soviet gymnastics program. Uh, when the Moscow State Circus Company began international tours in the 1950s, its levels of originality and artistic skill were applauded. It just makes me think of The Greatest Showman. Yeah. I haven't seen it, but yeah. Okay. Um, okay, so I, t- I looked a little bit into some controversies regarding circuses, because there's quite a few. Yep. So the first one is obviously animal abuse. Mm-hmm. So look online, there's blogs and articles constantly talking about the mistreatment of animals in circuses, specifically elephants. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ringling Brothers Circus were charged with the deaths of 24 elephants since 1992 and 1998. And in 1999, Carson and Barnes Circus was vilified after a video by PETA was put out. Um, no offense if you really support PETA. But uh, when I find, oh, these people were vilified after a video from PETA, I'm like, mm. That's when I'm, like, a little sketch. So is Pokemon. Yeah, so I'm like, "Mm." (laughs) Uh, So another conspiracy was, uh, or not conspiracy, controversy, was Lancelot the Unicorn. So in the 1980s, there was a rumor of a unicorn frolicking around California. Skeptics claimed that Lance was just a goat with a bull's horn inhumanely, like, stuck to his head. Um, the Ringling Brothers jumped on board and featured Lance in their main attraction in 1984. However, what caused the controversy, which I thought was ridiculous, where people were like, this looks like a fake unicorn. And that was the controversy. (laughs) Not the fact that it's a fucking goat with a bull's head, like, stuck to it. Or bull's horn. It's just like, this isn't a real unicorn. And that's what they were outraged about. Because we have something to compare it to. You know, yeah. real unicorns. So, like, that wasn't real. Like, like what? whatever. Okay. Whatever. Who cares about the goat? <laughs> so, we all learned about this in grade nine. We were on this class. Uh, the Elephant Man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so Joseph mm-hmm. Carey Mer- Merrick, a.k.a. Elephant Man, had a rare type of deformity called elephantitis. Um, his deformity consisted of enlarged lips, enlarged arm, and enlarged his skin thickened and bone grew out of um, the side of his head. He was a popular freak show attraction in London until he was forced to go to the London hospital where he died at 27 years of age. He was said to have died in an attempt to sleep like, and I quote, regular people do. So on his back and the weight of his head crushed him. And I remember in grade nine, we watched that movie. Yeah. And in the end, yeah, he died because he laid on his back. Mm-hmm. Um he would have to, I mean, I'm going by what we learned. I don't fucking know. But he'd have to sleep, like, sitting up. I else. forget why we even covered that in grade nine. Tima, do you remember? Oh, I have no idea. I just remember that we watched that movie. Was that grade nine? It was Denzel's class. Yeah, we read something about it, didn't we? And then we watched the movie? Yeah. I think we remember. Yeah. I just remember watching the movie because it was in black and white. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> um, And then another controversy was... The Man by P.T. Barnum. Mm. So he was famous for saying, suckers are born every minute. He held a human curiosity exhibit, a.k.a. a freak show, which was full of people with deformities, albinism, uh, giants, and midgets. Barnum also started, uh, he, he started this rumor that his own bearded lady was actually a man, and then he took said bearded lady that he started this rumor about, he took her to court and tried suing her for false advertising. 
However, um, her husband took the stand and was like, no, she's female. So I thought that was really weird. But, I mean, I guess I could see. Yeah. Okay, can I tell you a story about the elephants? Sure. That I learned while researching. And why I I can cover it, but I'm going to cover it anyway. There's this elephant in some circus, and obviously, like, when animals are in captivity, like, they either get bored or whatever. It crushed its owner, its elephant trainer person, Mm -hmm. and then the people... Wherever this circus was, got like the the, uh, the audience got mad. Well, and they decided that this elephant had to serve justice for killing its owner, so they hung the oh, elephant. Yeah, and like what? thousands of people came to watch. Yeah, we're talking about executions and stuff and elephants. If yeah, I I remember reading something about they that. used a crane with a like a chain. Yeah, to hang it, and oh, then she just... fell. And was like still alive, so they had to hang her again, yeah. and then they just dumped her in this giant hole. Oh, that's so sad. Like, there's something about oh animal God. abuse that really gets to me. I don't know what it is. Like, like they they really personified that fucking elephant that yeah. they had to hang it for its quotations crimes. I don't know. That was awful. Yeah. Hey. Which is kind of why I steered really far off the track of circuses and just covered like related things oh great <laughs> uh, so speaking well, of like people related things do you want to talk about oh, your topic i'm supposed now? to uh talk first yeah i just gave you the brief <sighs> outline of the history of circuses so your turn yep <coughs> all right i'll give a trigger warning oh yeah to remind you oh yeah yeah, my story's kind of fucked up. There's a lot of, like, there's, yeah, there's abuse and some graphic details. So, trigger warning has been given. Given. Has been given. Right. So. Okay, so Grady Styles, the evil lobster boy. Have you guys heard of him? No. no. Good. Grady Styles Jr. was born in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania in 1937 with a condition known as ectrodactyly. Wow. Mm-hmm. A rare medical condition that causes the middle fingers to be missing and the other fingers are fused together, causing the hands to look like lobster claws and oh, therefore okay. dubbing it as the lobster claw syndrome. Okay. Grady's feet were also affected by this condition, leaving him bound to a wheelchair and unable to walk. But he learned to crawl on his limbs and developed amazing upper body strength. He was a strong boy. He shared his condition with his father, who traveled in sideshows as the Lobster Man. Um, Ectrodactyly had been a hereditary condition found in their family since as early as 1805, and Grady was the sixth in their family to be born with the condition. When Grady was seven years old, he also began to partake in sideshows, becoming known as the Lobster Boy, and he was an absolute hit with the audience. So at some point during his carnival career, Grady met a young girl named Mary Teresa, or Mary Herzog. There's been, like, I don't know, they called her, like, different things. Somebody, one article called her Maria, so I don't know where, what her real name is, really. All right. Mary, we're gonna call her Mary. Sounds good. Yeah, I found like conflict and details in like everything that I read, so I'm just kind of like, okay, we'll just summarize all of them together. 
I'm sure one of them is right. Uh, she did not have any conditions like Grady, but that didn't stop her from joining the carnival and falling fallen in love with Grady at the age of 19. She would later become known as the electrified girl in the carnival acts. She had previously been married to an abusive man and was a survivor of incest. I'm not sure what they mean by that. Mm. It could be. Like, was she born out of incest or was she... It could... Well, I think that means, like, that she was sexually abused by a family member. Yeah. So, yeah. I think that's what that means. It could be, yeah. Um... So she married Grady, and they had several children together, all of which shared Grady's condition. They traveled together as the Lobster family. Things took a grim turn when Grady began to drink. He was a mean and abusive drunk, reportedly beating his wife and kids for years, leading up to one particular night in 1973. Now this part is like absolutely disturbing to me because I have a very visual mind. <sighs> what is it? Okay. <laughs> I don't even want to say it, but anyway, this is what I was texting you about. I figured. Okay. I hope I'm not hyping it up for you. Anyway. So, Grady got into a fight with Mary, threw her on the ground, and ripped out her IUD. <gasps> oh, God. oh, my God. <laughs> okay, I'm not the only one. We all just oh. fucking flinched. Oh, <laughs> my God. I don't even know how. I don't, oh I don't understand, God. but okay. I feel like we all just clenched our legs, just... <gasps> That's horrifying. Oh my god. No, I know those are inserted by hand, so I guess you- I, I don't want to think about it. Me you no. really have to- No! <laughs> it's- Like, no, it's- There's a process oh to insert in that. God. Aren't they really small? How did he- I don't know. They're like they're that just, big. They're like the palm of your hand. Yeah. Oh really? Okay, I yeah. thought they were smaller. No, they're like- Because they're just a T-shape. Yeah. yeah. But how they insert it is, um, like, they relax the area yeah. down there, and then there's, like, a device that goes mm-hmm. into the Yeah, cervix. and then, like, it snaps. It gets, yeah, yeah, it's, like, yeah. folded up. It, it but when it's up, yeah. in there, it's a T oh. shape. Yeah, exactly. Which means... That's not a T shape. It, well, it's, it's like that, you know? Yeah, yeah no, I know what you mean. It's to get ripped shape. out, it's like ripping out a fish that. hook out oh. of your skin. Uh. Yeah. Okay. There's your graphicness for the night. Enjoy. <sighs> okay. Anyways, Mary divorced him after this. Good. But she also lost custody of the kids to Why? Grady because she failed to show in court. Oh. Which is damn sucks because Grady abused the freaking kids. Yeah. So she then went on to marry a man named Harry Glenn Newman, who was also known as the world's smallest man. Mary had a son named Harry Glenn Newman Jr. In 1978, Grady's daughter fell in love and was to be married, but Grady did not approve of the marriage, and the night before the couple were to be wed, Grady murdered the young man with a shotgun. He smiled at his daughter with her fiancé's body in his arms, stating that he he told her that he was going to kill him. Yeah, nice dad. Thanks. Thanks. What a lovely man. Yeah, he's... Actually, oh. now that you're going through a story, I have heard of this. Okay. I didn't. I'm glad I haven't. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I hadn't. Maybe I blocked Thanks, it out Jasmine. for a reason. <laughs> Anyways, keep going. So even though the, uh, Grady openly confessed to his crimes in the trial, he did not serve any time for his crimes. 
Age, smoking, and alcoholism had taken a toll on Grady, giving him cirrhosis of the liver and emphysema. He used his condition to his advantage, and it was decided that the prison system was simply not equipped to deal with his disabilities, and it would be cruel to sentence him to such conditions. Really? He killed someone in, like, cold blood, cold-blooded murder, and it's cruel for him to, like, go to prison? <laughs> he abuses people constantly, ripped out a freaking IUD out of a woman. Can I repeat that? And... It's cruel for him to go to prison. Like, worse things have happened to people who have done less worse, less bad things. Yeah. <sighs> anyway. You look so stressed. This was very stressful. I mean, I'm still <laughs> on that IUD. Oh, I know, me too. So instead, he was given a 15-year probation and house arrest. So he got to sit on his ass for 15 years watching television. Piece of shit. <laughs> Uh, somehow, he got married to a second wife named Barbara Browning, in which he had a, a son with, then divorced her and remarried Mary, his first wife, Classic. in 1989. Why she went back to him? Like, well, was he just a classic narcissist? Yeah, because, I think so. Because, like, that's the only way I could see her go back to him, like, if he was just so... People described him as being, like, a good businessman, so definitely probably had that kind of personality. He had claimed that he had changed and was a better man now, so Mary went back to him, but why would you marry him again? Yeah. I get, like, you know, dating someone. Why would you get married again? That's too much. Anyway. Because he had gotten away with murder the first time, he felt invincible and would use it to threaten his family. Wow. I committed murder. Yeah, he... So, like, he was abusive again, and he would say, like, you know, he would kill them, and because he got away with it, he could probably get away with it what again. An asshole. Yeah, basically. So, by 1993, the family had had enough. Mary and her son, Harry... <laughs> which rhymes. <laughs> it's driving me nuts now. Okay, Mary and her son, Harry, hired an assassin... A sideshow performer in his late teens named Chris Bryant. They paid him $1,500 to put three bullets in Grady Styles' head. And Chris did just that. As Grady was watching television in his Florida home, which a place where many sideshow performers spent their winters was Florida, Chris ended Grady's life at 55 years old with a bullet wound to the head. But Chris went to court for the murder... And unlike Grady, he was given a prison sentence of 27 years. Oh my god. Yeah. So for killing a terribly awful man who murdered a, a perfectly fine young man and stuff, I think he went to prison for 27 years. <sighs> the son, Harry, who had a low IQ, was ironically considered the ringleader of the crime and was sentenced to a life in prison. He hadn't even killed the guy. He was just... He kind of had told Chris about about it, and... But he was given a life sentence. It's just so weird. Um, and then Mary also went to court and was given a 12-year sentence. Just for conspiring, you know. Jeez. And then in her defense, Mary stated, stated quotations... 
My husband was going to kill my family. I believe that from the bottom of my heart. I'm sorry this happened, but now my family is safe. Aww. Yeah. So Grady had a son with Barbara Brownin, and his name was Grady the Third, who now has a daughter, Sarah, who does not have ectrodactyly. So does Grady the Third have it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but he it was did. just his daughter who doesn't. Interesting. Yeah, and Grady the Third would do shows with one of Grady's other kids, Kathy. Mm. Um, so Kathy, one of Grady's other children, is married and has a lobster claw daughter named Misty. Mm. Um, and then I think it's Grady, Kathy, and Misty do shows sometimes still. Um, and then Kathy has taken up acting and has appeared in series such as Carnival and in Tim Burton's film Big Fish. Oh, yeah. Which I think I've seen that when it came out, but that was I a long time ago. Yeah. So Grady is buried with Styles Sr. So Grady was Grady Styles Jr. So he's buried with his dad in the showman section of Sunset Memory Garden Cemetery in Athanatosasa, Florida, which I think is where like they would go during the winter off-season. His epitaph bears nothing but clasped hands and his name. I find it ironic that it's, like, those clasped hands when, like, he didn't didn't have that. He had, like, weird hands. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it would be, like... I can't even do it. Um, Yeah, what a terrible, terrible, terrible guy. He sounds like an awful human. Sounds super lovely. Is that it? Right. <laughs> you yeah. okay? I'm still stressed about that part. Yeah, I mean, you. I'm gonna keep thinking about that. think about it for a long time. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> I'm okay because that happened, and then she divorced him, and then she was still able to have another kid. So like, I mean, it's astonishing that it didn't cause lasting damage. I mean, yeah, and I feel like well, that would have been in, what did I say, the seventies? Yeah. yeah. Because so, weren't they made of copper still? They might have been. That could have still been a copper one. Yeah. Which means it probably didn't bend very easily. So, like, yeah, insane that she was still able to have another kid. At least I think so. Yeah. I don't know. Because, like, if he's just yanking it out. Yeah, I don't know how easily they come out. Someone email us. Let us know. So, for my story, I decided to do the Hartford Circus Fire. And, um, it, what's it called? Okay, so this was, um, the Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus, Mm -hmm. which is just a mashup of a bunch of old shows. Mm -hmm. Um, in, um, July 6, 1994, they, uh, visited Hartford, Connecticut, and they were six hours late to their show, so they had to cancel the morning, and do one in the afternoon for all the people that didn't get to go at the time they got tickets for. And it got really hot that afternoon. Yeah. (laughs) Really, really hot. So first of all, I want to talk about everything that led up to this um, catastrophe. Um, So first of all, this was a really big event. Um, Some sources said 9,000 people, others said 7,000 people. So uh, roughly, yeah, ten thousand, <laughs> give or take. Yeah, give or take. <laughs> so it was the biggest tent at the time. I don't know if it still would be considered that 
Mm, I'm not sure. But... Well, this seems like a lot of people under one tent. Yeah. Oh. So, because they were late, they rushed uh, to get everything set up. So, um, they were supposed to have buckets of water, which they did, but they weren't apparently properly set up. Or there wasn't enough of them. I'm not really sure where uh, that happened. They also had fire extinguishers, but they left them outside in the boxes. Hmm. Classic. So, <laughs> it was very, yeah, not helpful. And because this was during the war, they didn't have a lot of, um, I guess, whatever they used to regularly waterproof their canopies. So okay. they went back to the old ways of uh, mixing paraffin wax with gasoline. Classic. <laughs> of course. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so... Um, Paraffin wax and gasoline, and they rub that all over the canopy to waterproof it. How? I don't even, like, I get the wax with the gasoline. It's to thin it out. I don't know. That's so weird. You you know, at at this point, not having a waterproof tent is the least of your problems. Yeah. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, so the tent had nine exits, but most of them were blocked. I know, this is a very frustrating story. So wait, what year was this? 1944. I mean, beer were still very, like, I don't want to say dumb, but, like, Well, this is the case. This is the case that contributed to a lot of uh, fire safety rules. I mean, good. But at the same time, you think people would have common sense. Maybe it's just because I grew up in this time. I don't know. Well, I'll get to that later. Um, okay, so the tent had uh, nine exits, and... Uh, most of them were blocked, and also, uh, on another note, there was only, like, one exit that was big enough to have more, more than, like, two, three people walk through oh. it at a time, if not one. I think most of them were one. That one wasn't blocked, um, but, so, so they had these animal tunnel shoots. So, basically, it's just this, like, tunnel that connects animal cages outside to the ring so they can okay. bring them okay, out. Yeah. yeah. Um... So they were a big problem because they blocked, I think, four exits. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So they did. They did set up the water buckets, um, but I don't think there was enough of them, or they weren't helpful enough. All right. So now to move on, what actually happened? So some sources say that uh, when the fire was first spotted, it was no bigger than like a cigarette burn, and that post died. <laughs> well, obviously. But but then it grew to, like, a couple feet, and um, somebody noticed, and they alerted the band to start playing Stars and Stripes Forever. Fun fact, that is dubbed the disaster match. <laughs> um, basically... So wait, okay, so, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, go on. They saw the fire and was like, Band?! <laughs> You know, because it was one of the staff. It was a really small fire at the time. You know, just okay. like turn on the corner. People are watching the performers. You so know, they told the band to start playing a song. Well, let me explain okay. why. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, <laughs> okay, so it's called the Disaster March because the only time it will ever be played is when something life threatening is happening and they oh. need to alert the staff without freaking out the people. Okay. Oh my god! Yeah, genius. I love it. Yeah, it's. I. I it says that. Um, it's used in both theater and circuses. I don't know. I think it's mostly just circuses. It's a really uppity tune. Um, I don't think. Yeah. It's close. I mean, 
Yeah, they don't do it anymore, I think, because they don't use live well, bands. Everybody knows <laughs> the secret now. <laughs> it's Exposed. funny because yeah, because in the article I read about this, um, I ended up googling it to just make sure that it wasn't made up. Yeah. And every every source referenced the Hartford Circus Fire. Interesting. Yeah, because it's right. like oh, it's one of the <laughs> you look up this one, so you'll know what a like the kind of disaster that will be used for. Mm. <laughs> Anyways. So eventually the fire grew to a couple feet, uh, workers were throwing buckets of water at it, and the people noticed, uh, but they didn't really care that much because they were like, it's a small fire, and, and, you know, I I assume it was because they saw someone dealing with it, so they are like, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Classic Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. Um, So eventually, uh, as, as one source says, that the gust of wind came through, and then all of a sudden the flame just started eating at the canopy and the gasoline like, no yeah, no, no. yeah. <laughs> yeah one, exactly in wax oh wow waterproof like, who would have thought <laughs> yeah oh actually i think the ringleader was trying to like when they, the march was first uh, played was trying to tell people to like i don't know warn them in some way i don't know if they were telling them to like calmly exit the tent everyone leave yeah yeah but the people didn't really like oh my god do anything oh yeah my god. well they thought that was going to be dealt with it's very frustrating. I guess case. so. Like, <laughs> I mean, people... I like to think I would run out as soon as I saw a fire. But to be fair, like, I, I probably, probably wouldn't. Yeah, I'd probably look around like no one else is leaving. Obviously, like, you have trust in the people running the facility, and you yeah. you trust that if there's an issue, they would tell you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They weren't really. I guess they maybe they tried telling them, but nobody listened or something. Anyways, the real panic started. When the aerial performers that were um, under the big top at the time started to climb down, and the people in the ring were trying to get the animals out as fast yeah. as possible, and there were two leopards that were like refusing to leave, so they had to hose oh, them leopard. down. Oh man! <laughs> did the leopards wait? Did they survive? I think the animals all survived. Oh I'm good. Not sure. I'm glad. Actually, I mean, I mean, I'm sad that other people died, but I'm glad the animals. Mm-hmm. I think so. Okay, we'll don't just say we'll that. just say they will. Well, yeah, we we all just don't email us, okay? If, you're, <laughs> if we're wrong, please. We don't want to. I, I need to sleep at night. <laughs> they were hosed down. They're fine. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, people started freaking out, and uh, you know, at the time the fire was pretty big, and everyone started rushing. Uh, another thing is at the bottom. All the seats were folding chairs. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they weren't secured to the ground in any way. So, you know, when a big crowd starts rushing, they start oh. kicking them over, pushing them. So that became a hazard. Yeah. Um, Tripping over chairs. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so after another thing is there were people throwing their kids off of bleachers into <laughs> other streets. <laughs> not as funny as it sounds. I mean, I know it's not, no, but no. like the thought. Ha. You said kids, like people throwing kids, and, and then, that's what yeah, you're like, like ha, ha. <laughs> you guys. All right, so no, like, well, yeah, because they were worried about jumping off of bleachers and like uh, strangers who were, I guess, offering to catch their kids and carry them outside. It was a big, it was a big thing. thing. Exactly, it was a big thing. This reminds me of a video I watched. <laughs> okay, it's like I had to watch it for my film class, and they're on this like staircase. And it's a bunch of people running down the stairs because there's a threat and like there's they like, were throwing their kids. Well, there was like people with like strollers and the strollers like went down the stairs and stuff. I don't know. I forget. Fun. I hey. forget what it's called. Hey, but it's supposed to be some sort of like classic, great 
filmography shot or something. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyways. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so everyone's panicking, running around. Uh, some people with like started cutting holes in the walls because I mean, you know pockets. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, and a lot I of people got out that too. way because some kid had a poke pocket knife. At least one. <laughs> At least one. Great. You know that one kid in your school. <laughs> Um, anyways, uh, oh, I wanted to talk specifically about this man called Bill Carley, because (laughs) he's a wonderful guy. So basically what he did, because of those stupid tunnels, he kind of like straddled one of them, and he was passing children over onto the exit to save them, which was amazing. Unfortunately, he didn't make it, but he helped save a lot of people. That's good. Shout out to him. Yeah. Um, May he rest in peace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, at this point, there's hot wax blobs falling onto people oh, and burning gross. them. Yeah. No thanks. Bye. <laughs> All to waterproof your tent. <laughs> <laughs> you um, all know what the real danger is now. Jesus. <laughs> um, yeah, so basically, eventually the big top toppled fell down yeah well actually i have a video uh, youtube has a video of this um of 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 the big top falling the moment it fell and it is so scary to watch we should definitely link it in your guys's blog okay but that place we don't rate yeah yeah well yeah because it's (laughs) at this yeah at the start it's like it looks like a big fire but then it collapses and it's a really big fire yeah (laughs) and it all it all falls down in a second it's and you see people running out anyways. Um, so, you know, most people that trapped underneath didn't make it. They had, there were a few kids, uh, specifically this documentary I watched, um, interviewed two survivors. And this is a really graphic part. So when the firefighters got there and they started just dousing the whole thing with water, in order to get to the survivors, they had to pull apart um, bodies that oh. melted together. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, um, so to, to get out these uh, yeah. couple boys, I think from what I know, it was just like two boys. And um, one of them actually, and I'm sorry, again, his hands fused into lumps. Oh, no way. Yeah, it's not good. I think he spent like nine months in the hospital afterwards. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, all right, so this is about it I have for the actual event. Um, now for the aftermath. So the total, <laughs> the total death toll was 168 people, and a quarter of them were uh, died by those animal tunnels. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, most so, of them. Yeah. So 168 people died. Oh, mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and most of those were, well, at least half of those were kids. Uh. Um, 40, 484 injured, and. They set up this temporary morgue uh, nearby for families to identify missing loved ones. Um, there's a lot of them that weren't identified, particularly this case of Little Miss uh, 1565 comes up. And that one's a weird one because some sources say that she was identified recently. Some say that, that she was mm-hmm. never identified, like it's still a mystery. But the sources that say that she was identified don't really like talk about how. Um, so maybe she wasn't. Yeah, like I one gives a name. Me to believe that she wasn't. Yeah, yeah. I don't. They don't give details. 
which is a little frustrating. Mm. Anyways, um, several circus managers, I think it was seven, uh, they were charged with involuntary manslaughter, and they served under a year each. Um, they were basically told that you should have seen this coming, like, you shouldn't yeah. have used such dangerous methods. I mean, well, yeah, fair. Yeah, and then for the next ten, ten years, the circus gave their profits to the families of the victims. Oh, that's good. Yeah, uh, definitely brought a lot of uh, changes in fire laws, Yeah, <laughs> I would hope. And uh, f- for at least the next year, they performed in coliseums instead of a tent. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good, at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, technically, this was never ruled whether or not it was arson. Like, I don't think people... Uh, I, I don't think they ever decided on that one. Uh, some... The cause is still... Largely a mystery, but some theories are like toss cigarette near the grass. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, there was this one that was like a motor was left running near and ran out of oil, and there's no um, yeah no that's that's basically it. Well, because at first you said it was like a cigarette sized fire. Well, they were saying how it's like near. The, I think they just meant it was really small. Well, I know, but like, but I yeah, just, you know. I feel like that's the most plausible theory. Yeah. Like it's so easy, and like. What if some, like it was the 1940s, someone could have been smoking on the inside even. Well, she said it was super hot out that day, so my mm-hmm, thought is yeah. like, almost when you take like, a magnifying glass. Sure. It could have been like glass or something. Yeah. Could you imagine some dumb kids trying to like magnifying an ant well, on the outside <laughs> and then like, oh, I don't mean it like that, I mean like no, glass I know, from like I know a window or something yeah. and it like reflects off and whatever. No, yeah. So I was actually surprised at the number of people who died because mm-hmm. I thought it'd be a lot more. Like, it's so awful. Well, yeah, out of every... There's so many people were there. Yeah. Like, yeah. Seven to nine thousand. Yeah. yeah. Like, again, it was awful that these people lost their lives, but I thought it was a lot more. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I am happy to know that a lot of them did survive, but... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, still awful. It's still quite a high death toll. Yeah. 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 So, um, there was a man who worked in the light department at the time, and... I'm not sure how to pronounce his last name, so I'm just going to go ahead uh, and make it up. So, <laughs> Robert uh, Segi? Anyways, six years later, after this whole thing went down, um, <laughs> he claimed that he did it, and then he also said that um, he, he, he said that he also started an additional 24-ish arsons across like three more states. Jeez. He also convinced. Uh, uh, sorry, he also said that he committed some murders. I think there were four of them, including like a little girl that he allegedly beat with a rock. But um, then uh, he also had mental health issues. Mm-hmm. And in a later interview of his, I watched. Well, he ended up denying it. Um, but in a later interview of his, he was just saying how they tried to pin it on him because he was a thirteen-year-old kid. Oh. working there and they needed someone to blame i don't know though he did like there's a lot of mental health issues on record right so mm-hmm. it's kind of difficult either way the police never mm-hmm. had enough evidence to yeah, either well, that's prove what or i disprove. was gonna ask like because he said he committed other arsons and he committed yeah. murders so like did they have because e- if they have evidence for the rest and i'd be like okay then i could see i don't think it was him yeah but like a lot of people do like you were saying you know with mental health issues or even just people who are awful and do it for fun like confess to certain crimes that they didn't do yeah just for like to Uh, take the thrill yeah like they want to like it's such a horrific thing they want to be the one who did it yeah almost like i don't know 
But I feel like if he had done it, there would have been evidence to suggest it, maybe? I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, I don't know. Yeah, uh, he also talked about having strange, fiery dreams, I think that's the exact quote, that sometimes drove him to commit crimes. But I'm not sure if that was where in the timeline that was because I, I mean, think that was probably if when he, he was, was there too. Like they yeah. could see it. Just I think he was actually only working there for four days until oh. uh, and the day that happened. Anyways, all of that's not really. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was interesting. Yeah, not really that related. But yeah, now I want to move on to the more fun part, which is potential hauntings. Ooh, <laughs> I am there. <laughs> There's not a lot because I was only found. I only found one source of this. Just one article talked about it, so I'm not sure if the, any. Take it with a grain of salt, as okay. you know, you should with all hauntings. Um, but okay, so two years after this, uh, there was a housing project built in on the grounds, and. The reported hauntings included screams and cries, uh, disembodied weeping. Ugh. The <laughs> worst kind of weeping. <laughs> disembodied ones. Um, there were apparently apparitions spotted that looked like they were either smoldering or on fire. Ew. And this one's a fun one. So this guy who supposedly just moved to Hearthright recently and um, moved into that um, housing project, housing unit, whatever that was, um, I think it was a bunch of apartments. Anyways, so he was um, either, he was near his apartment and he saw this little boy run by and his clothes were smoking, like he left a trail of smoke. So he dropped his bags and ran after this boy to help him because he thought there was a child on fire. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, as you do. Uh, But then he turned the corner and the boy was gone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And then later the it was all torn down and replaced by a school and apparently the sightings continued and people just chalk it up to the Hartford circus fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair yeah. Fair conclusion. Yeah. That's uh that's all I've got. Oh like the falling bits of wax for some oh, yeah. reason that got to me. Because yeah. like you're trying to run and like having that fall on you mm-hmm. probably doesn't make it easier. Yeah. And I mean they were also talking about how um a lot of because most of the people there were either women or children and yeah. you know their hair was on fire their clothes were oh on fire because they have those you know yeah. dresses and that's another thing I thought because yeah. like a circus that's like a lot of kids in there yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That was and that fire must have burned fast yeah definitely I think it was 10 minutes oh before. god yeah. yeah I mean so I don't know if it was the entire people thing. trying to get out of these dinky little yeah. entrances it's like they're just there for some family fun yeah 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 exactly I mean, very ironic that they were trying to waterproof the damn tent and it caught fire. And sorry, where and when was this? Hartford, Connecticut, 1944. Connecticut. July, in case you... Mm. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, that's all I have for this fun story. I thought that telling the ghost stories at the end would be a little uplifting, but I don't think there's enough of them for that. I don't know, I felt a little uplifting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like a smoking boy. Wow. <laughs> Good to know there's some uh, ghosts there to... Yeah. To check out. Yeah. Yeah, it's a school now. That was a... Or there's a school there now. Okay. I think. Huh. I won't be teaching there. (laughs) You said that. The universe... (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Aligned, and that's where you will be teaching. What are you afraid of? A little disembodied weeping? And children on fire. Well, that would be... If the weeping were children, then I'd be like, I'm leaving. I don't want to hear that. 
Like, mm-hmm. there's disembodied weeping, which is bad, but then there's disembodied ch- child weeping, and I'm like, no. <laughs> That's yeah, where you well, draw the line. Well, that's the thing, because a lot of survivors talked about how there was cries and, like, a lot of children, like, you know, oh, screaming yeah. mommy and stuff. Oh, yeah. Just awful. It's so awful. Some of those children screaming and crying. Yeah. I mean, like, it's annoying, but when it's disembodied, it's terrifying. And then they're yelling mommy. Yeah. Ugh. Nope. Bye. <laughs> Gross. Bye. Not happening. Not today, Satan. Yeah, don't teach there. Ugh. Oh. Just teach at another haunted school. <laughs> okay. What? Oh, we should do an episode on haunted school. Oh, oh my we God. should. I'll <laughs> get a job there as a counselor. Yeah. And teach. Awesome. Our high school was haunted. Was it? Was it, it was? I mean, I believe you, but... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, Miss Baroneski's moving bookcase. Yeah, Excuse me. and Dunville heard shit, too. Yeah. Okay, so, Miss Baroneski, she was sitting... Like, you know that office she had in the library? Yeah. Okay, so she was sitting there. It was like she was the only one in the school. It was like a nine or ten p.m. at night. Like I don't know what she was doing there. She looked up, and you know how there were the two doors, one on one side and then one on the other, mm-hmm. and they're like pretty much parallel to each other. They were closed. Mm-hmm. So she looked up, and she saw the bookcase like spinning. Spinning. Yeah, because it was one of those like spinning bookcases. Yeah. Yeah, and she just looked up, and it was spinning. So at first she thought it's the wind, but then she looked, and the doors were closed. So it was yeah, it was spinning. And then she's like, all right, time to go home. And then she left. And she was telling Denville, and apparently, yeah. Well, and she, we talked to her about it, and she said that it happened a few times. Okay, so you know the little libraries? Those uh, ones people set up outside uh, in the yard? Oh, the three little libraries? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My favorite. Um, So when I was out working, and I I work for a food courier place, and I wasn't getting any orders, and um, I was parked beside one of them and it was really cute it was uh, yeah. shaped like a TARDIS painted and all like really nice anyways so I was like oh I have some books in my back seat I have some time to kill I want to see what they what they got so um I went up there and it was really dark because I think it was like nine so I couldn't really see what I was taking but I put the book that I finished in there and I pulled one I was like oh ghost stories yes. <laughs> yeah yeah so like great I'll do that I, I got in my car I threw it in the back seat and I got an order then, and uh, I didn't see what book I actually got until I think I got home. Uh, I got a good look at it, and it was erotic ghost stories. Oh my god. <laughs> I haven't yeah, opened it yet. No, I, sh- I wanted to bring it to you, because I'm not going to read that. Like, Oh, I am. No, but here's <laughs> Let's the thing. Let's read it on the pod. I'm afraid. Patreon exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you could totally just do an episode on <laughs> erotic ghost stories. For Valentine's Day. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh my god, did you guys hear about the girl that married the ghost? What? Yeah. She got a divorce. Oh, no, oh, she did. I heard murders. Like, how do you. Anyways. No, a lot of determination. She got a di- she got divorced. She divorced the ghost. Why? Like, what did she look so happy? Like, she said their relationship wasn't fulfilling. Oh, jeez. I mm. wonder why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Alright. That's funny. Sure. That's a more uplifting note. And uh, another high school thing. Okay. Yes. Now oh, you have sorry, to too. admit it. I have if to admit it's what? real or not. Okay. Remember in Miss Mackenzie's class when I was playing with your hair? Yeah. And then I was working and you whipped around and you're like, Chesnick, stop <laughs> playing with my hair. Yeah. And I said, I wasn't playing with your hair because I was literally in, doing textbook work. Yeah. I th- Did it really happen? Well, yeah, I, I thought you were playing with my hair, and I was getting kind of annoyed. See, I was like, oh why God. are you doing that? Jasmine, stop playing with my hair. Well, I wasn't angry. I was like, but no, I, but, but 
No, you weren't angry, but you were like, you gave me like an annoyed voice. You're like, stop it, you know, whatever. And I was like, uh, excuse me, I'm, I yeah. was working, I wasn't doing anything. Well, I mean, maybe like my ponytail got caught between something, but it just felt like you were playing with my hair and you, you've done that before. Yeah, I had been doing it, but I stopped. And so yeah. it was just like interesting because I actually yeah. had stopped and you thought I was still doing it. Maybe this is like a... There, there was a ghost in our school because, um, like, I don't know why. I used to have dreams about him. Oh, yeah, I remember That's that. That's interesting. Yeah, I forget his name. It was, like, Josh or something. But, yeah, it was this guy. What? Like, a teen boy. A classic. He was a, he was a ghost in our school. And oh, so the, the, what was it? The ghost is a 13-year-old boy named Jeff. It's an episode of Bob's Burgers. <laughs> Oh yeah, God. same thing. Um, that was a good episode. That was. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then one time I was writing a math test in uh, Snell's room, and I could hear someone behind me. I, the room was empty, but I could literally hear somebody oh, like, breathing behind me. And I was so angry because I had to write this stupid math test after school. And I was just like, I was just like, fuck off. I'm trying to write this fucking test. And no way a fucking <laughs> like, ghost is going to stop me now. Like, uh, oh high God. school is probably... Are probably filled with ghosts because you know, like paranormal investigators and stuff. They always say like ghosts attach themselves to teenagers because we're so angsty. Yeah, I was so angsty. You were so angsty. Yeah, a ghost is attached to so us. Angsty. I don't know. Probably we're all angsty. We're all teens. We're all like, ugh, what was me? No one understands me. Yeah, I felt like that in like grade eight. I wrote a poem. Anyways, I'm, I wrote a poem to this guy I had a crush on. Oh, like we all do. Yeah, you know, it was <laughs> terrible. I never, I never, I never did anything with it, thank God. Good. It was awful. No, it, no, he was in a relationship at the time, and I just wrote about how much I don't like his girlfriend. Hey, so hey, exactly. You, I don't like your girlfriend. Exactly. It was horrible. I think that was actually, it was like our last couple weeks, and it was like, I knew I was never going to see either of them again. But, <laughs> yeah. So very. Th- that was my angstiest yeah. time, I think. High school wasn't so much. Oh, happy New Year! <laughs> yeah. This will come out on the thirty first. Yeah. I'll probably be yeah. sick. I can feel myself getting sick. Oh no! But anyways, happy, happy New Year's, listeners. Um, Tons look- of plans for twenty nineteen. Yeah, looking forward to whatever we have in store. We don't even know yet, so we'll let you know when we do. <laughs> Huge thanks to Seema for joining us today on the episode. Thanks for having me. That was a very interestingly disgusting story. <laughs> yeah, that was a good episode. I, I'm going to put this in the part of my brain that I don't think about. As a, I will with your story. Yeah, all the same. <laughs> well, I'll remember this forever, there. and I'm okay with that. There's two different types of people in this world. <laughs> Seema and I, and Sandy. <laughs> Um, be sure to follow us on Instagram at the Woods Podcast. Check us out on Twitter at Woods Podcast. Email us at thewoodspodcast at gmail.com. And we have a blog, thewoodspodcast.home.blog. We'd like to thank Jason Shaw for our theme, Running Waters. And I think that's all. Happy New Year's! Happy See you next New time. Year's! Bye!